0: Lifeway. Lifeway. LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Yeah. Great, uh, you've got a plan, right? and you, you're working, you're working with a good time frame mm. out. But you've also got a team. How, how have you kind of come up with these ideas? Is it just Kathy, or is it you?
1: <laughs> Uh, no, it's not me. I um, All my best ideas I steal from other people. You know that, Scott. Um, uh, we've really tried to listen to our people about um, what can we do at church that will help help you to bring your friends along? What are the things that would get them here or not get them here? And keep asking that question and, you know, listening, filtering the answers, taking some things with a grain of salt. But it's as we listen to our people that it's really been something that as a staff team, as a leadership, um, in our small groups, we've started to, uh, to, to really see as an issue. It really, the, the thing that came to us was, we really need to care for our people who are going to be lonely at Christmas. Mm. And we thought, yeah, but what they need is what their non-Christian friends need too. In that the that, sort of presenting need and so we've turned that into something that's the best of both worlds in terms of doing both those things mm. Mm. yeah making
0: making disciples and maturing disciples. yeah
1: yeah and to not and often often those things are a lot closer than we think yeah mm. um contacting people is um we love covid because we uh we now check people in when they come. We say, we need your contact details. We, um, we've we got an automated system with name tags, so no one else touches the name tag. They just pick it up and put it on. And that's great for government compliance. But we love it as well. We've got a better feel on who our newcomers are and uh, their contact details. They do have the option to say, uh, please destroy my details after 28 days. and. Uh, very few people actually uh, say that. So we've got a better feel on what's going on and when people do actually come to church, uh, reaching out and contacting them afterwards than we've ever had. So there's there's some little opportunities that COVID brings and we're, we're hoping that system of checking people in is something that we we kind of were wanting to move toward that and there's a little bit of resistance of saying, oh, it feels a little impersonal, we're still a small church, why are we doing something that feels like we're a big enterprise? We, we had to do it because of COVID and yeah, it's something we'll be able to keep um, it's one of those things that, yeah, COVID's brought an opportunity for change that we wanted to do and weren't quite going to do, and now we can have a crack at it. One
0: one final question. You're in the city, and so I would have thought mm. January, February, you get a lot of tourists. You know, we, you mm. won't get them this year, mm. but but ordinarily, you know, d- does tourists and just guests who you know will never will never come back, does that mm. slow down or just cause pressure on the whole system?
1: Yeah, so um, previous years we do get some tourists and that's an interesting thing. Yeah, this year we won't. Um, The two things that I've learnt slowly in the last three years about that is, one is it's not just tourists. Our professionals um, don't have uh, kids, you know, they don't go away for the school holidays. So they're generally back at their desks pretty much after New Year's Day. Uh, They're back early in January So the whole idea, firstly, we really got caught out, you know, Kathy and I were on holidays till mid-January and people people said, well, we've had our, our two biggest Sundays and you haven't been here, whereas you're used to that being a really quiet time. It's also the time if people are moving to Sydney in previous years, they tend to move over the Christmas break and part of their life admin, if they're Christians, is looking around for a church early in January and part of their life, admin, if they're people who've moved to the city and feeling lost and not sure what life's about and wondering where God might fit in with that, is checking out a church early in January. So we've we've uh, last place I was at, we said everyone needs to be here in December, and you can go on holidays for as long as you want in January. And here we're saying, usually go on holidays in December, but you need to be on deck in January for what happens there. So for our our non-tourists, January is an important time. The other thing with tourists has been really interesting. We've worked out, for us anyway, the kind of people who go to church on their holidays are usually fairly serious Christians. So they've actually come along They've been really encouraging about what we've, what we've been doing. And my tendency has been to think, okay, Christian visiting one off and immediately start looking over their shoulder for who I really want to talk to. But what we've actually discovered is some of them are actually our best recruiters. We've got a bunch of people who come to church here from places like Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, yeah, even New York it's because they've been transferred to to Sydney and someone said, I went to church in Sydney, here's a place you should check out. Now the person they're saying that to, here's a church to check out, might be a Christian who really wants to find a good church or they might be a non-Christian and they're actually saying, hey, you're leaving my office, this is my one last crack, how bad can it go? Mm -hmm. And, And they actually say, when you get to Sydney, I reckon you should go to a church, you should come here. So we've had people walk in the door in uh, January and it's because uh, we connected with a tourist who thought these people are somewhere I would trust uh, with my reputation in inviting someone along so we've learned not to that that I'd love to say to you Scott we just you know we love we love people and so we just want to be hospitable to people mm-hmm. even though they're one-off and there's no value for us and um, I'm working on that right yeah. but um, We've actually learned that they create opportunities for us as well. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. great. Mm. Another great
2: tip. Mm. Uh, you can really tell that the way you approach things is based off the context of your church, how you do things on a Sunday, when your staff team goes on holidays, um, which is great. And you've been a minister for a while in a few different contexts.
1: That, that's another way of saying that's I'm really right. old, Maddie. That's <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Pretty that's, pretty right. I'm, <laughs> it's yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's still old in the, in the
0: podcast. We missed Eric. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right. i um,
2: yeah, um, but in these different contexts, uh, and over the years of um, being a pastor, what's changed your mind um, over the years when it comes to Christmas?
1: Yeah, I guess I um I left college. Many many years ago, Maddie, uh, a long time ago, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I I left college, and I kind of thought, oh, Christmas is that time when all those Christmas and Easter people turn up. They're not serious about Jesus. They're mm. just here because it'll make them feel good. And there's a tendency to to give the angry, why don't you come more often? Uh, stop all this pretending kind of talk. Mm. I think a couple of things have happened. Uh, one is I've realised. That's not a great way to reach those people. Mm. And the other thing I've realised is over time, those people are coming less and less. Uh, the people who come at Christmas are not kind of people with some kind of church background who think this is the way they'll, they'll get in with God. They're often people who say, I've been wondering what church is about. I've never really been. I." I wonder where you know, what, what it would be like to connect with God. I wonder what all this Christian stuff is about. And Christmas seems like the obvious time to give it a crack and to come along. So over time, I think what we've found is we've less and less people who, they've come to church every Christmas for the last 30 years, less of those people, and more of the person who, this might actually be the first time they've been in a church building, apart from a funeral or a wedding, and they're actually intrigued and interested to find out.
0: So, Christmas is better than Easter.
1: Yeah, I think culturally, Christmas is has a higher profile, and probably is a little less threatening for people. It feels like it's a little more friendly and laid back. Whereas, I think there's a vibe out there. Just people don't may, may not know about Easter even if they're really. Uh, not connected with churches, and if they do, they kind of sense oh, it's a little more grim and serious maybe.
2: Mm. Uh, lots of churches are behind budget uh, because of COVID. Uh, the temptation will be to have a end of year Christmas giving campaign. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's a great uh, suggestion. We haven't thought <laughs> about doing that kind of thing. It's been interesting for us, giving's dri- uh, dropped a little bit. Mm. Uh, we have quite a significant number of people who are unemployed or have been cut back on their hours and we haven't seen the drop in giving yet. We think that will come and we're wanting to think about how we address that and, and think carefully about that. We're probably thinking that the big campaign will actually raise pressure for people at just the wrong time and what we want to do is just keep talking about the principles of how you work out about giving and generosity in a kind of slow way rather than a big campaign up to Christmas. Mm. We're less locked into thinking we need to make budget for this year, we'll be a little bit behind at the end of this year. We just think there's going to be a little bit of a dip as we uh, go through the next probably 18 months or who knows how long. But uh, we just want to deal with that. I think particularly with COVID, deal with that calmly and gradually and not kind of create panic or frenzy or pressure. And I think that's the tendency for us. And that's the thing that I think doesn't work for us in COVID with our people. If we press on them like that, they really, there's a there's a natural instinct to push back at a time like this.
2: Mm.
0: Craig, it's been great hearing your uh, your reflections uh, oh. on Christmas. What's your one thing for today?
1: Uh, yeah, so coming out of COVID, everyone's feeling tired. So as we think about how do we make the most of Christmas, we don't want to put too much on, we don't want to run uh, and stretch our people really thin, partly because Christmas isn't the end, it's the start of reading Luke's gospel uh, with that person you brought along. So our big mantra is a few things well. Mm -hmm. Let's do a few things well, let's be really cautious, really judicious, try and pick the winners and do a few things well.
0: Great, it's been excellent having you on the uh, podcast today.
1: Thanks guys.
2: Thanks Craig. Scott, what is in the toolbox?
0: Well, be remiss of me not to talk about coaching with the director of coaching here. Uh, So can I encourage you, if you are planning a church, you want to be assessed, but you want to go to a network also that provides you with a coach. Even someone as experienced as Craig, he even has a coach. And so he's nodding his head now, uh, (laughs) just letting those people who are listening and not seeing Craig nod his head. The second resource is just a a helpful resource. Hunter Bible Church each year uh, in about October, about this time of year, present a video that encourages people to see the whole year and the intentionality they bring to inviting people to church and getting people uh, along to church. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And you can just see what Hunter Bible Church uh, does to get their church on board. The last one, uh, you heard about the Sydney Planting Conference. Again, can I encourage you, if you are thinking about planting, get along to the uh, Sydney Planting Conference. We need more churches in Sydney. Uh, and as we said, we need, we need more churches to reach new people.
2: And Craig Tucker, you're going to be at the Sydney Planning Conference.
1: Absolutely. I feel like I've been involved in three church plants, Mm -hmm. and every time I go around the circuit, I hit the same potholes every time. I'd love to help some other people to do it better than me.
2: No, it's going to be great to have Craig on a panel with other planters, um, so be sure to come along. And if you liked what you heard on the One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment to rate the show on iTunes and even leave a comment.
0: Here's a shout-out to Zach, who commented recently. Love this podcast. Really easy to listen to and very helpful in thinking about ministry and leading a church. The resources and the notes recommended during the episode are super helpful too. Thanks, Zach. It's always nice to know that more than my mum is listening.
2: (laughs) Yes, well, thanks, Zach, and thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of The One Thing.
0: I'm Scott Sanders.
2: And I'm Maddie Galea.
0: Chat soon. Do you want to say Madeline Galea?
2: You know, I kind of do. Yeah, we'll do it. Is that Don't okay? Don't let him push it. Oh no, <laughs> I could change Don't it. let him put words in your mouth. He, yes. Put my your name. Own words. My okay, name. Okay, let's
0: do it. Last yeah. one read. I'm Scott Sanders.
2: And I'm Madeline Glear. Chat soon. It's a bit of a mouthful though.